Can you not hear me? I couldn't hear you for like a good five seconds. I can hear you now. Okay, we'll we'll just uh, we'll edit this out. Yep. Um, Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Titanomaki. Uh, welcome back. I'm Brad. I'm Hayden. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this was an episode. This is it. We're over halfway through. Yeah, this this was an episode. Yeah, this um, this was an episode that had both me and Hayden uh, furiously taking notes the entire time. Yep. And Ryuji. Ryuji, Ryuji was also taking notes. <laughs> he sure was. I mean, you can cut that out because our audio is separate, so it's fine. You can cut no, out I'm his... No, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> you can cut I'm, out his... I'm 100% leaving that in. <laughs> He's like, fuck this show. I'm sure everybody's gonna have that reaction eventually, especially because, like, you know, we're not we're not gonna get any feedback on any of these episodes when we release them. No. Um, just because, uh, you know, if you comment on episode two, we're not gonna see it until all of them are posted. So I'm just not no, gonna say it's anything. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it doesn't worry matter. About it. Anyway, so, so bring us in, Bradley. What was this episode about? <laughs> okay. Well, I I have some pre-watch notes uh, written right. down here. Go for it. Um, so for what you had told me mm-hmm. to bring up before the episode, uh, you wanted to say that Jason Todd and Dick Grayson kind of switched personalities. Yeah, at least that's before watching the episode. Before the episode, it seemed like they did, because I was like, all right, so Dick Grayson seems like unreasonably angry. And Jason, actually, he seemed like a mix of like, tim drake and dick grayson like he i was like okay he seems like a pretty chill kid weird that richie's the one who's a rage ball but okay whatever he's cool killing people or he's like i'm grumpy i'm dick grayson that's my dick grayson uh cast me um (laughs) yeah um but then as we got into the episode i was like okay so they just it's a poorly written dick grayson but a slightly accurately written Jason Todd. And that's all I'm going to say before we get into it. Yeah, I, I'd actually, um, I'll toss out there that uh, Dick Grayson seems a little Jason Toddish, mm-hmm. and Jason Todd in Titans seem, seem a little Damien, seems a little Damien Wayne. Yeah, he's he's definitely more Damien Wayne. Yeah, I, the thing is, I often forget about Damien Wayne. <laughs> He's not the the one thing where I've seen him, which is the uh, is the Teen Titans movies. He's not very good. So uh, no, <laughs> from what I know in the comics, he yeah, you're correct in saying that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the show is so accurate. Oh yeah, we're we're high energy. We're uh we're pumped to be halfway through this. Um, <laughs> thank God. So another uh, another note I wanted to say because uh, I ended the last episode plugging Double Decker. I also oh, wanted yeah. to plug the anime Tiger and Bunny, which is a superhero <laughs> anime, which is made by the same people. So uh, go oh, watch yeah. that show. I forgot it was made by the same people. Apparently, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's re- I've never really watched good. it. Uh, it stars Wally Wingert and uh, Yuri Lowenthal in the dub, so it's a good time. Oh, cool. I don't know who Wally um, is, but I know Yuri Lowenthal. Ha-ha. Wally Wingert is, uh, he's Renji in Bleach, and he's um he's the red tallest in uh, Invader Zim. See, Those are the two things I know him best from. The red tallest means something to me. 
anything bleach means fucking nothing to me. I saw seven oh, episodes no. and got bored. I know, I get it. <laughs> oh man. I I have a whole video series about bleach. Uh, how to fix bleach is on YouTube. Go look it up I, if you feel like it. It has nothing to do with Titanomaki. Um, the other note, the other other note that I wanted to bring up before we get into the episode uh-huh. is uh, actually based on something from episode five that I only realized while I was sitting at my desk earlier today, uh, editing episode five. Um, in episode five of Titans, we get the revelation that Starfire's power in this show, in this show specifically. It comes from the sun. Her powers come from the sun. They don't work at night. Yeah. Except that's bullshit. Episode one. <gasps> she's in a nightclub. She blows up all those dudes. No sun. There's no sun in there. Unless, like, they just have UV lamps in that office. You're fucking right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did too, unless, like, you know, it only worked once. Uh, or, or, based on what we said last episode, she just blew out all that energy, fucking uh, Richie Grayson. I mean, you know, that <laughs> could do it too. There's just a smoldering hole in the ceiling that uh, the camera just did not pan to look at. Sorry, it sounded like, no, 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 I'm both in shock, but also it was just sounding like my upstairs neighbors were using, like, a nail gun or something, and I'm like, what is happening? I don't care, but I'm just confused. They are, uh, they are also boning to sensual pop music. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my contribution. Oh, God. While sensual pop music is playing. I can't believe that was the subtitle. That. That's fantastic. so good still so good oh man okay but okay. yeah let's actually get into this bullshit because it's a we oh, have yeah. some fucking notes on this one holy shit okay yeah uh so let's let's get into the batman show so um <laughs> uh we start episode six of titans with you know recap 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 whatever uh so um we we start off this one as we started titans off kind of in general with the death of dick grayson's parents um we um, we cut back initially to 15 years ago, which, uh, based on the tombstones and I worked backwards based on sort of when the production took place and when it was released and all that stuff, we do have confirmation that the Titans takes place in 2017 because tombstones mm-hmm. say, uh, his parents died in 2002 and that was 15 years ago. So 2017, I mean, uh, permanent period locked dope because dating your show cool. is always a good idea. Oh yeah, it's it's great. Um, so that was a weird detail that I feel it necessary to bring up. Um, mm-hmm. so we start off with a uh, dead Richie Grayson parents. Yep. <laughs> um, which it tastes a lot like uh, I I wrote down it tastes a lot like Christian Bale Batman, where there's just so much lingering on his parents' death. Yeah. Um. We we get the detail that someone burned the ropes that his parents were on. Uh, with- his parents, the Flying Graysons, the acrobats. With acid. Yeah, I... Not a rope. Not, like, a knife cutting the rope. Just acid. Not even, like, shears like the guy was gonna use on Hawk. Nothing. Nothing. Just fucking acid. Like, I get that it ties into the fucking episode later. Like, I get it. But it's also stupid. (laughs) Yeah, this, this, uh, Titans is constantly balancing between being dark and gritty and... Stupid. A, uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, even um, though it's like, why not, like, why acid? Why not, if you're gonna burn it, just use fucking fire, because then, you know what, you can burn down the whole fucking tent, ta-da, ha-ha. 
I guess the thought is that like they they can just send out the message that they did it, so it's like. I guess. But then like you may as well you may as well put out a newspaper ad saying we did it. Yeah, it's like you know this is gonna tie back to stupid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we continue on, and uh, Richie's talking to a guy named Clayton, who was the strongman of the uh, Flying Grayson Circus or whatever the name of the circus was. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was called. Uh, and he's like, young Richie Grayson is like, I don't want to go live with Bruce Wayne. I want to live with you. And from what we've seen of Bruce Wayne, uh, what we've seen of Bruce Wayne, of course, being that Bruce Wayne is a psychopath. He seems a little rapey. Yeah, he's a little rapey. <laughs> he looms in shadows. He refuses to turn the lights on in his house. And he refuses to talk to, uh, Richie Grayson. Yeah, which is just so stupid. I just, I hate it's it. It's so weird. Like, it's, again, it's, it's like a... It's it's like a nightmare montage. You know what? It's supposed to be literally what's happening. You know what it is, dude? They yeah. probably don't want to pay the guy, like, speaking role rates. Yeah, I, I saw, I think that, um... They just want to pay him extra rates. Yeah, I saw that they were casting for a Batman at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure if they ever actually got it filled, so maybe it was just... They didn't want to have it, but the result, regardless, and I think so at this creepy. time, uh, yeah, it's so creepy. I don't, they almost certainly didn't want to pay like Ben Affleck or whatever. Oh yeah, was playing Batman at this moment in time. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be fucking Robert Pattinson now, which I don't actually have a problem with. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't. And who doesn't cares? matter. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. Anyway, creep. He's he's a super fucking creep. Um. So, Clayton here's richie saying like no i don't want to live with him so uh clayton much like the uh social services worker who um assigns uh richie grayson to go live with bruce wayne insists that bruce wayne is a good person to live with and he says and i'm quoting here bruce wayne is a very rich man oh and yeah a good man. and it's like you got paid he has money yeah you got paid to say this yeah, because um, the way he says he's a very rich man, and he just puts away like the fifty thousand dollars that he got from Bruce <laughs> his pockets. His pocket. Yeah, because I'm just like this. Like Clayton seems like, isn't he also called like Adonis as well? He's called Atlas. Yeah, he's Atlas, not Adonis. Adonis is the other. I don't fucking know, but we're like Atlas. That's weird. Also character choice like is that supposed to tie into the atlas character from the comics or are you just making a joke that he's strong like the titan yeah you're just tossing something out there yeah i'm like i don't know nor do i really care yeah we we uh we speculated when we were watching it's like does that have something to do with atlas like the robot guy from uh the teen titans cartoon almost certainly not It, it has nothing to do with it from what we can tell here um yeah so uh I, I was also wondering if Clayton Clayface something, uh, yeah. but no, nothing, nothing going on there. Um, nah. Just another dude seemingly being paid off by Bruce Wayne to just make Richie go and live with Bruce Wayne, despite all evidence that Bruce Wayne would be a terrible person to live with. Um, the evidence so, keeps adding up. Yeah, so uh, Richie is then forced to go live with Bruce Wayne again. This whole sequence was just to establish that Clayton exists and Richie cares about him. Um, we then go on to, uh, the present, uh, which as you may recall at the end of the last episode, at the end of episode five in the present, uh, Richie Grayson is in the room with Dr. Adamson who mm-hmm. created the nuclear family and blew up their heads. 
Uh, cult members of Trigon uh, show up. They seemingly shoot Adamson, and then Richie and Jason beat them up, and Jason says, hey, bro, I'm the new Robin. Um, so me and Hayden were confused because we had assumed that Adamson was shot, and the yeah. choreography made it look like he just died, like, right there. Yeah, and no, he also he, like, told collapsed. Richie that they were going to get shot. Yeah, exactly, because he just, like, fucking collapses. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Or was he just, like, in such shock from his, like, chicken egg omelet just stroked out for a couple hours um i don't know know. like maybe maybe richie sucker punched him but like i know this is a problem with a lot of american um fight choreography where it's just the camera cuts so often and there's so much shaky cam maybe richie like sucker punched him and he wasn't shot, but we definitely thought he was shot last episode. No, it made it look like he was, and maybe the writers were like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait. We need, we needed more from him." Yeah. So, uh, he's no longer shot. Okay, okay, cool. Because that seems like something the show would do. If I'm gonna be real. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's bad. Um. So that's entirely unclear. Because then we cut to them dragging his body. So Jason and Richie Grayson dragging this man's body to a car which uh we initially thought he was a corpse so um when jason todd and richie grayson were sort of casually dragging this body of this old man we were like holy shit this is fucked up because they're just like bantering um but no he's just knocked unconscious and uh i noted here that after the exchange uh jason todd goes for a fist bump like probably tim drake would yeah which richie does reciprocate which is weird eh, you know it's all right it's It's weird um (laughs) richie interacting with younger people in this show is arguably his most likable interaction so yeah he's like at least is okay he's like pretty good with kids i would say yeah, he's usually an intolerable slash flirtatious asshole with adults yeah but even his flirting is like awful no it's it's really like hey like I'm, it doesn't uh, come across as flirting it's just like eh, sure yeah I'd, I'd be into that like that type of thing yeah. or like you know maybe up back or something like it's real it's real american tv i'm flirting with you but not flirting with you because i'm cool dialogue and it's yeah. uh it ain't great i have written down here uh just going through my notes because uh then they're driving back to take the body to one of Bruce Wayne's safe houses, because he has them apparently all over the country, which is revealed in this episode. It's also revealed in this episode that Bruce Wayne has a tracking device in Richie's arm, which he did not consent to. Uh, <laughs> what else did he With a running to? trend this episode that Batman is a supervillain. Yep. Um, so, I, I also wrote down here that teens in this show, anytime there's a teen, uh, based on Garfield, Rachel, and now Jason, teens are always excitable and pretty dumb. None of them are like none of them particularly differentiate in terms of uh, personality too much. Rachel in the one scene where Jason, Rachel, and Gar are in the same room, Rachel is a little bit more snarky. Uh, Gar's a little bit more excitable, and Jason's kind of in the middle. But that's just for that scene. Otherwise, their behaviors are largely indistinguishable. Yeah, they all basically act the same, and I'm like, do you? Like, even their, like, dialogue is, like, the same. Like, everyone talks the same. Yeah. Um, philosophically, they're different, but we'll we'll get into that toward the end of the episode. So, um, I, I also have written down here that everything in the Titans universe is 
pretty much geared around Batman, which yeah. is a recurring theme through this episode. And then uh, if you look through the previous episodes, you'll note um, episode one, Richie says, fuck Batman, of course. But he also talks a lot with his partner about Batman. Episode two, he needs to get money from Alfred. And then episode, uh, or maybe that was episode three. Um, I don't know. But episode th- in the in the uh, episodes afterward, he talks a lot about his relationship with Batman. He talks to Starfire about Batman. Uh, episode five, he directly gets asked about Batman by Beast Boy. Everything is kind of built around Batman in this universe, and it's and really it feels weird. weird. Yeah, it uh, definitely seems like Robin's whole identity, uh, not just Richie, but like Robin's whole identity is based around Batman, which I think is super weird um, because effectively it means that the writers think that Robin can't stand on his own as a character. And I mean, like the writers of the show are probably in, are probably like 30 to 50 years old or like 30 to 60 or 70 years old. So like, I get like, you know, eighties Batman or nineties Batman, whatever. Uh, Robin didn't really exist as his own character as much. Um, the teen Titans were much smaller than the Batman franchise, but we haven't seen Robin, like, legitimately Robin, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing a guy named Robin, but, like, Robin, Dick Grayson, whatever, yeah. being in an actual Batman movie in, like, 20 years. No. So, I don't get why we need to make everything in Titans about Batman. We don't, is the thing, because we talked about this, I think, while we were watching the episode, is that Titans, as a comic, was... Like, it, it did well, and the whole point was, like, having them stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, this also sort of tracks with Justice League, not Justice League, uh, Young Justice's yeah. problem of all of the sidekicks need to be, like, completely geared around the adult superhero characters. Like, I know that Teen Titans, uh, the reason why that cartoon doesn't have Justice League characters in it is largely because I believe there was an embargo at that time. There where was, Warner Brothers yeah. was, like you can't let other uh, superhero characters into this show. But that was to its benefit because yeah. I didn't constantly feel like, yeah, we're in the we're in the junior leagues, effectively. Yeah, and because honestly... Because really, you should be caring about the Justice Yeah, League. that's what made it work so well, is that they were so separate from Batman and Superman and everything. Like, there were slight little hints every once in a while. Like, there were little nods to it. And, like, there was, like, a nod to Robin's name being Dick Grayson and stuff like that. But, um, it was never, like, their whole identity being sidekicks. It was just, they were, it was about them being their own people. And that's where this show falls flat. Because they're, like, Richie could be so much more interesting if his whole personality wasn't based around, like, oh, I'm Batman, I'm mad, bleh. Like, he has no substance of his own. Right, because the show simultaneously wants to make it about his trauma over um, his parents dying and being murdered and him becoming more violent as a result, but also Batman forcing him to that point. Yeah. So it becomes, like, do you want to deal with the anger problem or do you want to deal with the Batman problem? And uh, as we'll see in this episode, nothing is really going to happen with Batman in this show. Nope. Um, so let's let's uh, let's continue on. So they go to the safe house. Uh, we find out that Richie Grayson is now locked out of the safe houses. Jason has to use his like retina scan to get in. Um, 
And like, I, I wrote down here that safe houses are probably where Bruce Wayne keeps his victims because he's a fucking maniac. Uh, go ahead. Probably also. And I'm like, it's weird because it's like, Richie is just like always so like, fuck Batman. I want nothing to do with him. But when he sees that Jason can get in and like that he's been replaced, essentially, he's like super like angsty and he's like moody. he's moody about it. And I'm like, boy, pick a lane. <laughs> pick a yeah, lane. It's, Your writing it's is inconsistent. <laughs> I can see the abusive parent track that they're trying to go with here, but it's it's a mess. Um, it sure is. So let's let's keep let's keep going here. Um. So, Batman is a painting of Machiavelli, uh, who is political fascism incarnate in his building. Just just a really... And they say it's a painting of Machiavelli. This is not, like, me recognizing a painting. This is them directly saying, oh, yeah, that's a painting of Machiavelli. So, yeah. they're they're really tossing it at you, the bat, Batman bad. Batman bad. Batsman. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we also get the petty note that Jason Todd is allowed to drive the Batmobile, which Richie was not. Yep. And then, uh, we, we also, we also get the note that, uh, that Jason, uh, says that Robin, the, um, not just, uh, Richie, not just Jason, Robin is there in bright colors to draw enemy fire, to take enemy bullets while Batman sneaks up from behind. So Batman's getting, like, kids to be, like, his fucking, like, human, human bullet shields. So, like, yeah, this show's he, really tossing there out. There is meat shields. Yeah, no, like, this, the people that write this show truly, truly believe that Batman is an asshole. I'm like, look, I get it, but I'm like, there, ever heard of the Bat family? That's a thing. And it's really wholesome. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? I mean, I'm not, I'm not terribly mad about the idea of you making batman evil like again there's there's other things where batman's evil and i'm like that's fine like just looking at batman and going that guy's probably a piece of shit because it's like if if we really wanted to say like mark zuckerberg was like going out in like a bat suit and like beating the shit out of people and not doing anything to help anyone you know uh, basically what mark zuckerberg does now except without the bat suit then yeah, I'd be like, no, that guy's a piece of shit. A billionaire who's fighting crime by just beating up people. Yep. And a lot of them are like mentally ill or whatever. Yeah, no, that guy's a piece of shit. Um, that's fine. But whenever you're like, your entire character arc is built around this for this other separate character for Richie to be all fucked up over it. It's just, it's, this is given equal or more weight than Trigon yeah. is, is the problem. Because the whole, like, they're all, they're basing, like, this, the overarching story is supposed to be about, like, Rachel's dad. And it's, like, how, like, Adamson was, like, working for Rachel's dad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, that's, a, that's supposedly their hook. But I wish they would just get rid of that idea altogether. Or at least save it for, like, season two or something. Because the hook that they're clearly wanting to use right now is the whole thing about Batman. Like, the story they the writers yeah. clearly want to tell is about Batman and, like, Dick Grayson's, like, past and shit like that. That's clearly the story they want to tell and they're that they're leaning into. So all this stuff with Rachel just feels like an afterthought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially this episode. Yeah. But uh, let's... Let's keep on going yep. because uh, we, we should get through before we start 
uh, getting into notes. Um, even though I, I I'm sorry, I, I know I've gone on tangents. I I was like, dude, uh, I'm going on tangents. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> I'm I'm really sorry. I you I'm, should be. I, I apologize. Do you want to do you want to keep going on tangent? I, no, I don't mind. My tangent's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. I'm really sorry, Aiden. Um, Go cry about it. <laughs> I will. Uh, so, all right. So I wrote down here then. Uh, Richie goes back to the Titans to like gather everybody up. Uh, he's passive aggressive about the nuclear family being dead. He's like, "Oh, come on, Starfire, what, or Corey, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. matter. Come on, Starfire, you killed them, didn't you?" And then she's like, "No, I didn't kill them." So again, people dying feels like a big. It feels like a whoop. joke. Yeah, it's like, a joke. Whoopsie! Guess they're dead. Yeah, like the whole the whole um problem for a, a lot of a lot of superheroes being like, do I kill or do I not kill? Is just treated here like, eh. it's like this is fine. It's fine. Uh, which again is a problem because Richie has a whole complex about it. Um, yep. lazy writing. I wrote down here having Batman be a piece of shit while the main characters are all dickheads who don't care about people dying is really shitty. Cause like if the main characters are really whatever about people dying, it's weird to point at Batman and go, that's bad. Um, okay. So okay, we get to the safe house. So all the Titans are at the safe house. They all say hello, whatever. No one really talks to Jason that much. Mm-hmm. Um, they all say like one or two things. I think uh, tiger boy asks about, driving the Batmobile or, like, being Robin or something. It, it doesn't matter. Um, none of their dialogue is substantial. Rachel is slightly grouchier with her two lines this episode. Doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, we get the information that the members of the circus that Richie Grayson's parents belong to are being murdered. Not only that, this is being documented and recorded by Batman, who, yeah. uh, has sent Jason with photographs of said uh, circus members' corpses. So, like, their faces are all half-melted, meaning that they're being attacked by this guy called the Melting Man, which, you know, is whatever. Um, uh, I'm... It's comic book names. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, there's, like... I want to say, like, a handful of victims already. Um, yeah, Bruce Wayne like has compiled of, all this evidence. Like, it's, like, most yeah. of the circus people... Yeah, go on. So all of the circus people have pretty much been killed except for Clayton, the guy at the beginning of the episode. So Batman has essentially been chilling and doing nothing about these people being killed because, like, by uh, circus member number two, he probably connected the dots. Yep. And he's just been... Sitting He has on ways this. of communicating. Yeah, like, Alfred could call if he doesn't want to call Richie directly, but he instead... Sends Jason Todd directly to him uh, after four of them are already dead and there's one left. And he has done seemingly nothing to prevent the other ones. And he's doing nothing to prevent Clayton from getting murdered. Because if we're, again, supposed to presuppose that uh, Batman here is just as competent as he is elsewhere. He's just a psychopath. Then Batman has done all of the detective work for Richie. He's essentially just giving him the breadcrumbs to go, oh yeah, I gotta go protect Clayton. He's just let these people be killed as just like a, hey, uh, Richie, here you go. Like, go, uh, go finish this up. The people you considered families, they're all dying. Here you go. Have fun. It's, it's either... 
so it's either um him being lazy which i don't think is the case or uh maybe the writers are trying to say like you know this is your business take care of it as like a respectful thing for batman yeah but uh it, it comes across when you think about it as Batman just being a psychopath again and trying to get Richie to be like, hey, you know what? You want to you wanna kill some criminals? You, you want to kill the guy that did this? Like, it just seems like he's poking him because he's clearly let these people be killed. No, he has. He waited until four of them are already dead. He's like, no, you want to you kill people? Is that what you like? You want to fucking do it? This is fuck Batman. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we, we agree with Richie in episode one. Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Like this show, this show really wants us to say that it's it's ridiculous. And no, Richie doesn't mention why didn't you tell me after murder number two? No one points out that like there there's a stack of bodies here before uh, Richie is told, and it they're all separate. It's mentioned by Clayton that these were all separate uh, people. They they weren't living together. None of them were like attacked at the same time. Seemingly, these all seem to be subsequent murders. And again, by murder number two, you'd think that. Uh, Batman would go in and take care of it, or at least let Richie know. But no, he waits until almost all of them are dead. Nah, don't fucking bother. Not worth it. Nah. And like, yeah, and he, Alfred was just on the phone with Richie, like, days before, and you think, you know, Alfred would be kept somewhat abreast of the serial killers in town, especially related to Richie. And like, it's like less than, I think, a week or two beforehand, he was on the phone with him, and Bruce Wayne was, wasn't like, Hey, can you can you mention him about the murderer thing or like call him back or like all of his friends being murdered? No, he just he just let it go. So. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Don't fucking it's don't not worry big deal. about it. We, I'll wait. I'll wait to send it to him in a Manila envelope full of printed out photographs. Like email doesn't exist or texting doesn't exist. No, because and just yeah, he has like this high tech computer system, and then like it's like no no no, I'm gonna make you a mimeograph. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to print these out to send a physical courier being the new Robin as if to rub in your face that you're no longer Robin. You know what it's It's just like? they've done everything possible to make him shitty. It's like he essentially sent a carrier pigeon. He sent a carrier yeah. Robin. He, he sent a carrier Robin <laughs> with, with a little sign around his neck that go that says, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Batman bad, um fine it's that it's really in your face uh i have a note here saying that jason todd said that the police are useless um at least in gotham i know that jim gordon is supposed to be good i don't know if that says anything i don't i don't care um just the, it's weird because in this show is so invested in batman lore that it's also like you know there's there's like a good like a lot of the gotham police are supposed to be shitty but you know there's like one it's supposed to be one really good one, and I don't get why that doesn't get uh, brought up. Um, okay. We get yeah. Starfire implying that Richie still wants to be Robin, which is shitty, uh, because uh, Starfire knows, seemingly, that... Or, no, she knows from previous conversations that Richie uh, really didn't like being Robin, and he didn't like Batman, and Batman was shitty to him. Or at least it was implied because Richie yeah. doesn't say anything about anything specific. Um, so I think in this episode we also get what I believe would be the inciting incident for him quitting, but uh, that's also not made clear. But what we do get is uh, 
Um, I I also have written down here. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to go through my notes. No, you're uh, fine. I also written down here that Jason Todd. You pointed this out. Jason Todd and Tiger Boy have the same haircut. Yeah, they sure do. They have the uh, and the same fashion sense. Yep, they have the K-pop fashion sense. Yeah. I don't listen to K-pop, but all my friends do. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all good. Um, so uh, we cut to I believe Gotham. Mm-hmm. I think it's Gotham. I- um, does, does it matter? I don't remember. The locations <laughs> in the show don't matter too much outside of just uh, Richie Grayson has disappeared from his precinct. Yep. Uh, he, him being a detective only seems to matter when the writers seem to think it matters. Only when they, they remember that care. he's a detective. Only when they remember. Yeah. Only when they remember. Um. So, uh, he then goes to meet Clayton at the bar where Clayton is now a bodyguard or not a ba- bodyguard. He's a bouncer. Um, we see the melting man eating ice cream. He drops the ice cream to indicate that, yeah, that's him. Uh, which we see later that he's wearing like a fucking like opera mask. Like he's wearing like a Phantom of the Opera style mask. And no one, no one seems to comment on it. We see him from behind, but that's like a an obvious, oh yeah, that guy looks a little suspicious mask. Looks a little sketchy. Uh, yet again, just whatever. Um, all right. So he goes into the bar. He meets Clayton. Uh, Clayton mentions that he turned out uh, looking perfect to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, this is meant to be a dramatic contrast because Richie's all torn up about being Robin. But Richie is also a uh, beat cop in Detroit. He wants to borrow money from Bruce Wayne to keep his habits of violently beating people yep. going and also like keeping this child abducted uh, and away from authorities uh, just because he wants to keep her safe. So like he's not doing so hot. Um, we then flashback to um, who we think might be doing all these acid attacks to kill the circus members. Uh, it's members of the Moroni crime family, which, I don't know, Batman, enough, maybe that's an actual thing. I don't know. Um, point is, uh, they caught the, like, head of the Moroni family, like, the dad, uh, and then Richie Grayson is talking to a prison guard, I think this is, like, five years beforehand, whatever, three years, doesn't matter, um, he's talking to a prison guard, and they're, like, they're gonna let him out. Uh, because he's going on plea deal and then he's going to let, you know, like 50 people, uh, be yep. caught by the police. He's like being an informant. So they're going to let him go and win this protection. Richie's all mad about it and says that he deserves to die, uh, and be locked in a cell forever. And he says that they leave the observation room. And by the way, the observation room is immediately next to where visitors are coming out of the cells. So the son of the Moroni crime family then overhears him saying that his dad should die. So he then pieces together that he's Robin. Yeah, because that's and, um, super clear. Yeah, that's, uh, well, that's fine. But that's one terrible on Richie's part to just let that slip immediately. Just like out of the room. Uh, and- like say that in the room, you stupid idiot. But two... Why would you put an observation room right next to like the visitor area? That seems Bro, that seems ill ill planned. I don't fucking know. Maybe it was a rental fucking place. I don't know. It's it's a shitty shitty prison. It's a shitty layout. I I guess I guess if we want to get meta, maybe it's a joke about how Arkham is like a shitty place. Like it's shittily designed and everyone breaks out all the time. Probably. Okay, so uh uh, that night, I believe, uh, Moroni guy 
is uh, getting transported by the police to, I don't know, some other cell or some other location. Uh, and we know that the other Moroni mafia members are looking to kill him so that he doesn't talk. Uh, Robin uh, basically interrupts the trip. He uh, knocks out the prison guards, starts beating the shit out of the Moroni guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I'll give you anything you want. And in a moment that I'm sure was meant to be dramatic and poetic to the writers of the show, Richie screams, I want my parents back! Which is <laughs> which is like a Batman meme. It's a fucking like meme it, idea of how Batman is as a person. It, it, I uh, had no <laughs> words in that moment except just unbridled laughter. Because it was just... This is... It is so dumb and obvious and unsubtle and... This show is not subtle. It's like, we don't know what subtlety means, so I'm going to yell my feelings at you. (laughs) And then give you tequila. It's it, it reminds you. me of that fucking the uh the, the one guy from the one skit I I forget if it's SNL or Tim and Eric or something but it's the guy who goes I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. Yep. It's like okay uh, um so he, he's being he says I want my parents back and then you know it's like uh the guy the Maroni guy's like oh no the Maronis are here they're, they're gonna kill me and then Richie just lets him get shot. And Richie says, you know, I I murdered him, which I mean, like, kind of, like, it's a little bit murdery. It's, it's like, it's definitely bit. manslaughter. It's a little murdery. It's definitely manslaughter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so Richie does that. Um, we cut back to the present, a uh, car blows up outside of the bar. Uh, actually, Jason gets in a bar fight because Jason's a dickhead. We also know that Jason gets into the bar. Or tries to get into the bar using a fake, fake uh, ID, fake ID with a name that references Snake Plissken, which again is a movie reference that he would not know because he is way too young. There are no teens in 2017 who knew Escape from New York. I don't <laughs> like unless they were just like major cinema buffs. Yep, Jason would have no business knowing who that is. He gets into the bar, starts to play because he's a dickhead. Yep, uh, car blows up. They go outside to check. Of course, Clayton is abducted. Because it's an obvious fucking ruse that you'd think yeah. that these two people who, one who used to be Robin and had a lot of experience and one who is a new Robin who both been trained by Batman, you'd think that they would have been taught. It's like, no, that's a fucking ruse. You know what you're here to do. You know that this guy is about to get abducted. Why would you leave him alone? Well, yeah, that's, uh, we can work off of the assumption that Batman's a dickhead and only uses them as meat shields, so I guess, like, he didn't teach them any critical thinking skills. I guess! We'll work off of that theory. I guess now we can, uh, go, I guess now we can excuse anything in this show of, uh, Richie lacking critical thinking to Batman just being terrible. I guess. Um, but that doesn't make him any less unpleasant. Um, so we go ahead to, uh, them at, like, a warehouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melting Man, who is the son of the Maroni guy, texts yep. Richie that he needs to meet him there alone, or, like, calls him... No, he calls... He, uh, he answers Clayton's cell phone. That's, that's how it happens. Um, so Richie shows up there, uh, and then he's, like, getting ready to, um, you know, take out, uh, Clayton. Uh, Jason Todd comes to help, and, uh, I believe they prevent Melting Man from dying, I think. I think that's what happens. You mean, uh, like, or they I've... they prevent, like, Clayton doesn't die because uh, the Maroni dude 
melting man, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He's like pouring acid onto like Clayton's fucking shoulder and he's like, it's going to feel like worms or something like insects crawling inside your body. And he's like talking about like the acid that's on his face. He's like, I can still feel them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm hardcore. uh, Richie's like, I I did uh, killing my family make you feel better about, you know, your dad dying and your uh, family members being killed by the mob and the guy's like yeah it did oh so that's great but, oh uh, great but i don't remember how it's resolved we watched this just a few days ago and i've already forgotten how they solved this because it mattered so little i forget i don't think the melting i think the melting man might get away i, th- I think he got away because like their focus right. was on clayton yeah so i think i think maybe he got away um it doesn't matter i, I don't it think he's really coming doesn't. back um and if he does, I will genuinely be shocked. Yeah, I maybe they caught him. I don't I don't remember. Um it doesn't matter. Uh they saved Clayton. Um Melting Man is at least disposed of in some capacity. I forget if he's you know you know, if he gets away you know or me, if uh you keep keep talking, I'm gonna Google this. No, it's all good. Uh so we're we're very professional on this podcast. Yeah. Um Talking about Titans. <laughs> oh, yeah, talking about Titans. So, uh, Jason shows up, you know, Clayton's uh, recovering. Um, the police show up, of course, because, you know, acid bath, the fucking melting man, whatever. Uh, Jason then uh, beats up and seemingly kills a lot of the police. He shoots them. He fucking shoots No, he just, like, goes full the fucking ham and just, like, kills a lot of them. And then some yeah, of them Yeah, he, are, like, snaps that one guy's spine. Yeah, he kills, like, four of them and maims most of them. Yeah, I... He may have killed all of them. It's it's impossible to say. Um, And that's definitely... Shooting them definitely killed them. Not all of those cops could have been wearing a uh, bulletproof vest. So, he he definitely killed those cops he shot. So, we're, we're at the point where almost certainly he had to have killed them. Yeah. Um... So then Richie, of course, doesn't react like he killed people because, you know, Titans. Um, but he's, like, mad that he beat up the cops and he says, like, you beat them up. Uh, and then Jason says, they treat us like shit, you know. You're a fucking hypocrite because you tried to play Robin, but, like, you try to be, like, a, essentially he's like, yo, bro, you're, like, a pussy about it. Yeah. And, uh... Unfortunately, Jason's kind of right because Richie and all the other superheroes in the show do kind of just murder people indiscriminately. Yeah, they just kind of kill them and it's nobody bats a fucking eye until the plot needs it. Yeah, so like... uh, It's like, what am I supposed to feel here? Like, your job is to make me feel something and I'm just confused. Yeah, we, um, we're supposed to, by the narrative structure of this show, we're supposed to be on Richie's side. We're supposed to look at Richie and Jason and go, Jason's all messed up, Richie's on the right, we should be trying to, you know, do the right thing and not kill people and all this stuff, but the show has not presented that because killing people has been largely a joke, or it has been just so whatever that nobody really cares like killing the nuclear family is just sort of shrugged at it's like eh, killing that killing nuclear dad is just shrugged at killing um those mobsters in the first episode when starfire kills them is shrugged at it's like oh they're they're bad people so it's fine but i'm like 
the show makes a big deal about Robin killing people. I'm like, but like, I don't. Your your shitty logic doesn't add up, and I hate it. Yeah, no, it just it seems like he's just mad that he gets too riled up while he's doing it, uh, which again just makes it seem like Richie Richie doesn't. Oh man, it just doesn't feel good like it used to. Now I just feel mad in the middle of doing it. Yeah. And it's just like it's like he's lost passion for his job or yep. like he's lost the enjoyment of the sport rather than a, you know, yeah, loving beating the shit out of people until they die. Um so Jason then storms off and then Richie goes back to uh talk to Starfire. Or no, he he makes sure that Clayton's taken care mm-hmm. of and Clayton's like, "Oh, does Bruce know that you're Robin?" Because, you know, joke is that he doesn't know that uh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yep. And uh, Clayton asks uh, Richie about being raised by Bruce. And Richie says he did the best he could. Which, I mean, like, I guess that's him being diplomatic to make Clayton feel better because Clayton yeah. was just fucking kidnapped. Uh, but it, it's a bonkers thing for him to actually believe. Um, uh, and then at the end of the episode, Richie says he's... Done with being Robin, which, uh, Hayden, I believe you said you suspect that means he'll be Nightwing. Yeah, it means it's gonna go back to Starfire being, like, you miss, like, you're, like, you miss being Robin or whatever. So he's gonna take that and make that be like, well, I want to, like, protect people and if there's, there can't be two Robins, so I'm gonna be Nightwing and, eh. With my shitty writing in tow. Yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be uh, shitty knockoff Nightwing. And that's what's going to happen. I'm calling it right fucking now. Yeah, which, you know, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll find out. We're halfway through, everybody. Yep. Also... We're over halfway through We now. sure are. Also, we forgot to mention that Batman put these, like, tiny trackers into, like... Oh, I mentioned that. Did you? Or was I... Did you? Cause I did I zone out? <laughs> no, we mentioned that. Okay. We mentioned that like he put a tracker in his okay. arm. I and like didn't Richie hear like you. cut it out. And I know you had to like look away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I that's why I don't want to watch hospital shows. Did you say it? Did I just like zone the fuck out? I believe you zoned out because I mentioned the uh the tracker. Well I believe anyway. <laughs> that's what this, if you didn't mention it, we're mentioning it now. And if you did, I'm a dick who zoned the fuck out. <laughs> No, you're fine. I I apologize if I'm misremembering. I I know that I went on a long <laughs> rant in the middle there where I'm just telling you about the episode. No, it's, I'm sorry. There's just so much to cover this that I wanted show, to talk about. It, like um, we didn't even cover like all of the just. This is a, an episode that there was just so much going on. Like yeah, all the time, and I it's just not it. Is the show getting better or worse? I can't tell. Uh, or is it just like, eh, and we're just... I think it's amplifying its own problems. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's not really building on its strength. The strength that I saw in, in the episodes that we've seen is largely Richie's relationship with Rachel, which is nothing here. They don't even really talk in this episode. And no. And we haven't really built on it in several episodes um we get one scene of it in episode four where he like talks her down and like calms her down we get like none of that in episode five we get none of that here and like i get the point 
uh, of this episode, like, to be fair, to be fair to this show, um, this episode was not about his relationship with Rachel. It was about, like, it was to learn, hitting my mic, it's to learn more about, like, his past and stuff like that, and I get it, and it's to introduce Jason, stuff like that, to show that uh, he's not the same person that he used to be, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. It's a very Richie-centric episode. It's about him and Jason. And I think the whole point of Jason, um, at least in this episode, is just to show what uh, Richie could have become if he had stayed with Batman. Like, he would have been, like, straight-up murderous, be like, I'm not even thinking about this. Like, it's right. just what I, we do. I agree. Um, I think that this episode would have been better if Rachel had tagged along, though. I agree. I feel, I feel like that would have been way more, like, meaningful. Like, you could have had a scene of, like, Clayton, like, seeing her and being like, oh, you have a daughter now, or, like, something like that. Yeah, it's like, who's the and kid? And then, like, you know, when Jason goes on that rant about Richie being a hypocrite, you could feasibly have, like, Rachel give a retort saying like you know richie does or like dick does these things to like protect people and he really cares and like i i think it would be most meaningful for rachel to be there because uh starfire definitely hasn't seen enough good out of out of richie even though she's boned him it's like she you she hasn't really seen anything particularly great about this guy it's that it's that bad boy mystery that she's like ooh hell yeah my my alien parts are tingling uh, or it's just he's the main character of the show, mm-hmm. so she has to bone him. I, yeah. That's, that's my theory. I mean, also that. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, there's no chemistry there. Just, I think having Rachel be there would also connect more to the theme of the show. Because, like, I think, um, outside of, there's, like, one solo Teen Titans episode with Robin where he, like, goes to do the martial arts stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's. That's not, like, an important character episode. That's just sort of, like, a martial arts episode. It's a martial arts episode, and it's just kind of, like, fun filler. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not, like, the big Robin episode. Even, like, the big Robin episodes with, like, Red X and, like, uh, Slade, a lot of it has to do with him talking to, like, Starfire or talking to, like, Raven about, like... His feelings. uh, What's going on with Slade. Yeah, and his feelings and shit. Like, him... He had an actual character arc. Yeah. Um, and this really could have benefited, uh, ignoring the Teen Titans cartoon, this could have really benefited from Raven or Rachel having more talks with uh, Richie about what's going on or like yeah. coming along with him to like talk about his old life. Um, now, I have written down here uh, because I thought a lot about this when I was editing episode five today at work. Mm-hmm. I have a series of paragraphs uh, written down here with my thoughts <laughs> sure. on Batman. Go, just um, go do for you, it. Do you want to go? Do you want to go with any other thoughts? Because I, I know you took notes as well. This is one of the few episodes where uh, Hayden actually took her own notes. I did. Let me because she was so incensed. Ah oh, man, let me scroll through. I took very like short form notes. No, my my notes honestly actually ended with Jason beating up the cops, and I straight up I'm just like Batman sucks, and that's a full note. Also, like, Nick Zuko, Melting Man, only exists in the show. Also, I looked it up. Um, He never comes back. Yeah. Ever. He never comes back. His status is unknown, so we don't know if he's alive or dead. But um, right. he's only in this episode. 
Yeah, it doesn't. So it, it doesn't matter, which yeah, is a problem. Which is a problem. He was just a plot device. This that's a problem for Richie's character. Yeah, and and I hate it. We 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 again go into the problem of if Batman was aware of this, like he should have been at least there to help back him up to make yeah. sure, like if anything went wrong, he'd help. But he just doesn't care. Because um, know what I want? Yeah, I want Richie just to be proven just. Just to be the dick in this, like, not like Dick Grayson, but like, I want, haha, I didn't think about that, but like, I, I actually want Batman to have like, tried to reach out to him in his like, broken person way that only Batman can, but Richie just being like, after like, make it so that after the death of his parents, he completely shut down, and his perception of Batman is Mick is like based on his own trauma. Give me that. That would be that'd be some weird shit because that would go into like some deep unreliable narrator. But um, but then we also run into the problem of I would agree with you if this whole Jason thing hadn't shown exactly. up. Exactly. I'm like, it's just because <sighs> J- Jason being there. Now completely proves that Batman is, in fact, just a, an asshole. An asshole. And I'm like, it's weird to me because it's so it's an interesting take. I will say this because Robin was there uh, in the original comics way back then to like uh, way back when is the proper phrasing haha, to round out Batman's character to make him seem like less of a dick. Yeah, I Again, I, I we we've said it before. You and I have both said it before on this podcast. Uh, evil Batman is not a side note that you just toss out. No, it's not. That's something that you build upon. Yeah. Um. So, do you want me to go into my rant? Do it. <laughs> All right, and you're free to interrupt this whenever. So. I will. Okay. So here we go, everybody. This is what I have written down. Batman's looming presence basically suggests that he's an equal part of the story to Trigon, meaning that functionally, the Teen Titans cannot exist without Batman, Robin cannot exist without Batman, even to a degree where most of his character growth is going to be contrasted with Batman's philosophy or existence or with his identity in relation to Batman, i.e. Robin versus Batman, or Robin alone versus how Robin was with Batman. Robin is not allowed to have an identity outside of this because he's a living mirror, Back to an undefined silhouette that the writers want us to distrust, largely for shock value. Batman is bad, isn't that crazy? And Robin's messed up because of it, isn't that sad? Titans exist like a standalone comic that heavily relies on your interpretation and understanding of other comic stories, despite being continuous with none of them. You're supposed to fill in the blanks on how Robin the Boy Wonder is, and how Batman is based on your understanding of them from prior works. But their writing here doesn't allow them to stand on their own. In Titans, Batman is a looming, emotionally unavailable, shadowy figure who seems to operate out of spite and psychosis, driven to wipe out crime as an abstract force, fostering children to develop a pathological need to destroy injustice, often using lethal force. This plot point does not mesh well with the rest of the story. The plot that we have to focus on is Rachel's actual demon father. There can be no confrontation with Batman because Batman seems either unaware or uninterested in the Trigon situation. 
A better written story would have Batman competing with the Titans to defeat Trigon. A better written story would have Batman trying to kill either the entire cult of Trigon or to kill Rachel because she's a threat to the world. That would put them in direct confrontation with Batman, which would allow for the moment of catharsis for Richie to say Batman is wrong or Batman is bad and for Batman to have to face that. Here, Batman is just a lunatic beating people up all over the country with his bases all over the place, abducting children and indoctrinating them to his beliefs. And we're just supposed to go, ah, that's bad for Richie, and move on. No punishment or reckoning is coming to Batman directly. He will not factor into this story. If we accept that this show is supposed to mean something, then Batman is most closely allegorical to one of two things. An abusive parent or the American military. And in either case, our heroes are doing nothing to stop Batman from being shitty outside of telling the newest abused victim, Jason, to back out. The next episode preview suggests that there is no way for our superhero protagonist to solve this problem that is viewed as almost systemic or ingrained. We are immediately going back to the Trigon subplot. You can't stop your abusive dad or the military from doing bad things. You cannot make them face justice. All you can do is ignore it and move on. It is a nihilistic, fatalist position for this show to take, especially in a show about a child trying to take agency where their abusive parent is trying to force something on them literally, in the case of Rachel with her father. You can't stop Trigon, says this point of view. You can only get out of his way. Why should Richie confront Batman? Why should Rachel confront Trigon? Okay, so my rant was so big that it caused technical problems. Um, <laughs> or we, GarageBand just fucking hates me. Uh, both are possible, because uh, we lost like 10 minutes of conversation after that. But, um, okay, so Rachel... I was saying... Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You fucking talk, Bradley. Okay. Um, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel being there in this episode would have connected it to the Trigon story better. Uh, it would have been more impactful and more meaningful to establish that that relationship matters, that Richie is moving past this Batman thing and that it, um, this is ultimately a show about them getting together as opposed to sort of individual characters doing their own things. Uh, we talked a bit about how, um, well, it doesn't matter that that conversation is gone. Now we'll... <laughs> We must begin anew. Um, but yeah, we Rachel. Must rebuild. <laughs> Rachel being there would be better uh, this episode because it really would have helped to have her, you know, argue with Jason and like establish that Richie has a new life and like really build on that relationship because she gets almost nothing here. Um, yeah, she has like what, like two lines? Yeah. And they're like, let's make her kind of snarky. Yeah. Okay, cool. We did our character building for the episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Cool. Um, so, uh, Rachel, Rachel would have helped. Um, yeah, she would have rounded out the episode a little bit more, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Richie has no established relationship with Starfire or, uh, Tiger Boy. Well, I was, I was just saying about how Rachel is effectively, like, a child. She's, like, an object. She doesn't really have agency. She just kind of goes where the plot tells her. And based on the next episode preview, we're not going to get a resolution on this Batman thing. Um, because... No, yeah. we're not. They're never going to wrap this up. Ever. They're just going to leave it there. We're going right back to the Trigon cult because we're not going to get a fight with Batman. We're not going to get the catharsis of, like, Richie or, like, Rachel on Richie's behalf telling Batman. Or, like, you know, Starfire or Tiger Boy just because, like, they don't have a relationship with Richie. Being able to tell Batman, 
you were wrong about the way that you raised uh, Richie because it really fucked him up no. and made him feel shitty. Um, Look what you did. Yeah, and that would be meaningful because it we go toward the relationship of um, uh, Trigon and Rachel and that's going to have to be resolved because he's directly in conflict with her. But Batman's still out there being abusive and being shitty and he's raising Jason to be this psychopath. And presumably if Jason dies and, and uh, Tim gets in there, it's going to be the same thing. So, like, yeah. Batman is, like, actively bad and a supervillain and the show is asking us to just go, that's shitty, and move on because that's what the show's about. And we're just supposed to be like, oh, that's bad for Richie. But, no, Batman is actively uh, causing problems. He's actively doing these bad things. And based on his spiteful handling of the case with the um, with the circus members being killed and just sort of tossing it to Richie... Pretty much whenever it was almost done, when most of them were already dead, we get the sense that he doesn't really care that much about saving people. It's just about eradicating crime and, like, you know, getting his way. So we're just we're just left with that to stew. And, um, yeah, that's that thought. Uh, Hayden, did you have any input before we talk a little bit about Rachel and Starfire? No. Honestly, like, that pretty much covers everything, and I just same thought as before it's just like she would have rounded out the episode and i think her going along with jason um it would have shown her a different side of um like richie and it also would have um honestly i think it would have given her perspective as to who richie used to be essentially like yeah. it would give her a little bit more insight on him and it would develop their relationship a little bit more yeah. Because I feel like even at this point, does she really know much about him? No, no not really. She doesn't. She's just kind of going along with it. She's along for the ride and it's really lazy and it's sloppy. And I could talk all day about the issues and I will. But um no, I agree. I think she needed to be more involved in the episode. Like I get why they made it so, like, Jason and Richie-centric. Like, I get it. But it's going against what they've been trying to build. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you if you want to do that, make a Batman show. Make, like, a, make a show about, you know, remnants of Batman or something. If you want that to be the thing. But, like, this is a Titan show. You should have at least two characters there at all times. Uh, because that way then... Or, like, most of the time. So that way... You know, half of the episode is him interacting with Jason. The other half is him interacting with Jason while Rachel's there. Especially when, you know, Jason goes all ham on him and says, like, you know, you're a hypocrite. Rachel can yeah. turn around and say, you know, Richie is a uh, caring person, whatever. Like, that That would be meaningful. Yeah, it's like, that he would... helped me yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Um, you only care about attacking criminals. Richie actually cares about helping people. That's that's a simple enough contrast. And that that would have been far more meaningful than what we got. Um Yeah. So uh Rachel doesn't have that monologue, so again, she doesn't have agency. Uh we were talking about Starfire uh is also a sexualized other, which um she's like a sexy Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. She's there to kill people and bone and drink and party and like otherwise be snarky and be kind of get the only other defining trait is like don't kill a guy in front of his kid uh that's the moral line she won't cross and uh yeah. don't be abusive to a waitress in a diner uh because i'll fucking almost kill you um i'll toast you yeah so other than that she's there just to be sexually desired 
or uh, sexually observed based on her exoticized outfits. Also, uh, black Starfire isn't bad. It's not bad to cast a black Lady Starfire, but the optics are not great when her entire existence, because she has no memories, her entire life's purpose now is pretty much based around potentially boning Richie Grayson and protecting Rachel. So it's boning a white dude and protecting a white kid. That's not great. No, I'm like, I have no issue casting people of color. I, I encourage it. Even as like a voice director, I'm like, no, I want to cast someone who is like of like of color. Or I want to cast someone who is like, I was casting a fucking project recently i'm like no this character is chinese so i would prefer to cast a chinese actor yeah and that makes sense Uh, and i'm like even in vo like some people are like but it's voiceover but whatever but i'm like uh think about how you're casting people and how your show's being written please like it's one thing to be like cast it correctly but another thing to be like you know I don't think you realize how this looks. And uh, thinking about it, the show, uh, that's a yikes, guys. Yeah, as someone that's, a, that's played yike. characters of other races. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it can be a and little And I know awkward. you have. I'm not, saying any, I'm not saying anything against you, by No, the way. no, that's fair. I, there are cases where I'm like, why did you cast me? And I, I took the job because I was like, I want to get paid. And like this, this seems like it'll be fun because it's fun to do character study. But like, you know, if you, if you have that type of character... If you are a white writer and you're trying to write dialogue that sounds like uh, African-Americans like living in a, you know, specific part of the country, uh, you know, let's yep. let's say like Louisiana or like, you know, L.A., whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. If you're trying to get like a certain kind of kind of like gang dialect or like a certain ethnic dialect of like, you know, a specific group of people, maybe like people from a very specific African country, like uh, from a diaspora or like a. um mm-hmm something like that uh or just you know you're trying to get accurate um gang slang or whatever or like rapper slang or something probably white white writer casting white actor to play very black character is not a good mix because you're going no it's going to sound very offensive very quickly yeah um so that's that's a problem uh starfire here is clearly not written to be explicitly black her dialogue doesn't seem to be written with that type of affectation it's just the problem is that she is exoticized as like a sex object because again her she has no real autonomy she doesn't have much self-derived purpose outside of conveniently the things that we need to already happen in the show we need rachel to be protected and we need help for Richie, I guess. So Richie has someone to bone then, and Rachel has someone as extra protection. So that's not good, especially again when it's the optics of a black person being uh, I- effectively taking care of white people. That's that's not great. No, it's not. And I the the. Big issue is also she has no substance. Like most yeah. of these characters don't. Well, they're, yeah. they're all surface level. Giving her, but um, giving her uh, amnesia was a terrible mistake. It was a terrible mistake because like she's even more of a blank slate than like all the other characters. I'm like, if she died in the next episode, I wouldn't give a fuck because like I was saying, I'm like, I don't know who she is. 
Yeah, she's I just a killer care. lady. She's just a killer alien lady. Cool. I don't care. We don't. And I'm like, yeah. if you're going to make her like an assassin, make her an assassin. Make that a thing. Make that part of her character. Don't make it Starfire at that point. Exactly. This character has very little to do with Starfire now. Yeah, no, she doesn't feel at all like this character. Like the character that we're used to in any form. Even in the older comics, I'm like, this is not even close. Yeah. And I was saying to you before, like when my audio cut off and I didn't realize that it did, that she feels like a very surface level shitty mix of New 52 Starfire and Talia like Ra's al Ghul's granddaughter. Yeah. And I'm like, Talia's an awesome character, so it feels like I'm shitting on her by comparing her to this surface-level caricature. But um, that's the closest thing I can relate it to because she feels almost like she has, like, the instincts of an assassin a little bit. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's just... <sighs> write better yeah that's my note for this show just write better yeah don't don't make this the uh the titans show an extension of gotham make the titan show yeah no i'm like and gotham really good show gotham is a very very good show i have no idea uh, it probably is it's real good i like it a lot um it's well written Especially by comparison. Yeah, I uh, I've not seen it. I I liked Batman the animated series. That's my main foray for Batman. That and like the Christian yeah. Bale movies, of course. Um, eh. so yeah, there. Uh, I don't need any of that here. I I don't need this. I don't need more Batman in this show. Um, at this point, we kind of we kind of do need it because. Right now, Richie seems like a terrible impasse as a character without it, but mm-hmm. uh, I wish it wasn't here. I'll I'll say that much. Yeah, I just... I don't, dude, I don't know what else to say about this show. It's just... It's there. It's there, and we're talking about it, but I'm like, there... The more I watch it, the more I have to say. And I'm just... I'm interested to see how they're going to cap this season, honestly. Probably a cliffhanger of some sort. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because I'm pretty sure they already knew they had a season two, so it's going to be yeah. a shitty cliffhanger. I know that Richie and Starfire bone again because I saw an episode preview. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Great. They'll probably Whatever. get out of that trap in the next episode and then be like, oh, I'm so relieved, yeah. and then bone again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. More tequila, great. More boning, great. Cool. Yeah. That's what we're here for, I guess. That's that's what the show's about. Um. Yep. Yeah, so... uh. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna call it there because we're uh, we're again yeah, running a little long, kinda, which is fine. That's fine. I feel like as we get further into the series, we have more to say because we get it a little bit more. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's like a Katamari or like a um. It, that's such an that's a, that's a kind of obscure reference. It's it's like a snowball going down a hill where it's just slowly accruing oh, yeah. more garbage uh, as we yeah. go along. Just it's. I'm like, I knew what you meant when you said Katamari. I'm like, oh, I love that game. It's a great game. Uh, plugging Katamari. Go play Katamari games. Um, yeah, we're we're just it's getting worse and worse because it's uh, making the problems worse and worse. What we liked in the first couple episodes 
is getting minimized more and more as we go on and the problems are mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger um so that's yeah. that's what's going on with titans thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed listening to us bitch yeah me if, me too yeah we uh we've got a special coming up though yay we do yeah we've uh we've made it halfway through so now it's time uh it's time for us to watch teen titans go versus teen titans i'm so excited <laughs> are you is that the word i am <laughs> no i'm genuinely excited because you know what i like teen titans go more than i like titans because teen titans go is so much more tolerable that's fair. And at least I get really good voice actors. Yeah. And I'm like, I I might just go watch season four of Teen Titans after this. Do it. Uh, in the next few days, I we'll, will. we'll be watching Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. So try not to get your hopes up I too much. I have free time. I, I have free time. No, I'm going to watch the good stuff. And then we'll watch that, and then we'll watch Titans again. So So, my hopes will be, like, significantly crushed, so I will be perfectly bitchy next time we record. That sounds good. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's the end of the show today, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Hayden, anything else you want to plug before we go? Um... No, not really. Um... No. Because all these are going to be out long before I'm doing any conventions. Otherwise, I'd be like, I'm going to be at anime conventions. Come hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you like good content, hang out with Brad and I on our YouTube channels. You can find me Hayden Davio VO or just type in Hayden Davio on YouTube and you'll find me if you like literature and books and comic dubs. I do all that shit. What do you do on YouTube, Brad? Plug uh, some good content. Uh, for some good content, uh, go to Rightly So. That's spelled with a W. So W-R-I-G-H-T-L-Y. So, which is S-O. Uh, there you'll find some videos where I complain about Bleach. Uh, some shorts where, where we make some silly videos. Um, I'll be coming out, hopefully... Hopefully, dear God, by the time that we release all these, uh, I'll have a very special Digimon video coming out where I talk about Digimon Try, where I get real mad. (laughs) Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I need you and my friend to talk. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. Because fuck Digimon Try. Yeah, fuck Digimon. And fuck Titans. (laughs) Fuck Titans. Alright, everybody, that's the note we're ending on. Fuck Digimon Try and fuck Titans. Fuck Titans. We'll be back next time. Good night. Bye. Good night, (laughs) y'all. Goodbye.